you burp out. You see, these are some sort of uh, things inside, these obstructions, they get up at this time. Good. And you forget the time. You are in the present moment. So at the present moment when you are, this is the present moment when you are receiving it, you are in complete joy and peace because you have come to this point now, this point you have come. Still if you feel your head, there is a heat coming out, see that, not yet cool. It's throwing away the heat from your face. Now you have been walking on the streets. Correct? Little heat. Still not the cool is not flowing. But after some time you'll find a cool breeze will be. So all that collection on your face itself is a very subtle thing inside, you know. Whatever is collected there is thrown out. Now, how there's a hole made now? From the hole the hair thing comes out. Now this is the bacteria. Still hot. Still hot. It has to cool down. As soon as it is cooled down, you will feel relieved and better. It's coming up, you see, it's coming up. Now out of you, some of you are overladen, some are clearer, but because you are sitting down, everybody forcing it down. Whether you are more able-bodied or less able-bodied makes no difference. This time we are all together and we are working it out. So everybody has to feel the load. You see, like supposing there's, there's a uh, there's a big block we have to lift. So all of us put the hands to it. Some are, some are healthier people, some are weaker person, people. But everybody feels that it's a load, and you throw it away. All of you put together, and it works out. This is what is the collective effort. But actually, the collective effort is not done by thinking or by doing it. You know, I have to do it or something. Not nothing of the kind. How you do it is only by allowing your kundalini to rise. Now, and by, while the Kundalini is rising, you must know where it is pressing and where it is not working out. Now, at this time you see the heat is here, it's coming up here, it's coming up here, now it's coming to the Sahastra right has come. Now, it depends on where it is, just now it has come to the Sahastra, most of the thing is here. You see the problem is here now, it's come up here. Now what do you do? Depending on the chakra, wherever you find the problem is, you take the name of the deity and you take it out. Like that. Now at the Sahastrara you have to take my name. That's the point. Now come now, say my name and it will clear up. See, thrice, they know how to say. You see, they have made a mantra, this is all made by the search of this only in India. Now come along, say thrice and you will see it will clear up. Because you have said now, it's a Christ thing. So this is cleared up. First of all, say Allahu Akbar, because still little problem here on the left hand side is here. So say Allahu Akbar thrice and then say my mantra, it will clear up. Say now. Let us see where it is. So you cannot decide. I cannot give you a mantra permanently. Nothing. Depends on where is where is the Kundalini. What is the problem now? So now. That's why in the present. In the present you will be changing every moment, depending on 
Suppose if a tree has to grow, it sees which way it has to move. It has to see how the root has to move. It doesn't decide beforehand plans, no, I will go straight. It cannot. It will see the obstruction and how it moves in the same way the Kundalini moves. No problem. Say it Allah Akbar thrice. Let's see now. What happens? Put your, these fingers are for him. Now say this. Come along. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Clear out. Better? Now, when your Sahasrara is opened out, you will be amazed. Even if you put these things into your ears, you can hear everything clear. You can hear with this thing. You can even see with this. You will be surprised. It comes to that extent that you can, you can see through this. Because in the limbic area, as you know, there are the seats of all these eyes, nose, ears, and mouth, and everything you can feel it. Supposing your tongue has become dead, you eat something, you can feel the thing there. It's a medical thing. So when this is enlightened, you can feel it, and because you are aware of your sastrara, you can. Now say the sastrara. Say. You can put your sastras to me. Mahakali Shriguna Meka Adi Kundalini Saksha Shri Adi Shakti Saksha Shri Bhagwati Saksha Shri Mataji Shri Namadevi Namonama Om Saksha Shri Mahalakshmi Maha Saraswati Maha Kali Chigira Nika Adi Kundalini Saksha Shri Adi Shakti Saksha Shri Bhagwati Saksha Shri Mataji Shri Namadevi Namo Nama Om Saksha Shri Mahalakshmi Maha Saraswati Maha Kali Chiginatmika Adi Kundalini Saksha Shri Adi Shakti Saksha Shri Bhagwati Saksha Shri Mataji Where is the problem, you know?
accept me as your guru. That's the point. That's the point is that I am a mother and a guru. It's a difficult task, but it is. So guru means a person who is higher. All right? Only in this lifetime I have become this. In none of my lives I have tried this. It's a very difficult thing to be a guru because then you have to chide and you have to tell people that this is wrong, that is wrong. Guru's job is this, which is a very difficult thing. So. That's why I'm, I've taken up this job because the Guru Himself is inside me. The Adi Guru is inside me in the stomach here. You can see for yourself, it is there. And when He is there, you see, I am that and He is me. There's no difference between the two. But you have to accept me as the Guru. Then it will work out. See, on the right hand side is that. Enough. You see, the Guru is saying, why don't you tell them? So I tell you, and that's how it is. Good now. It's good. See the Kundalini is now. Look at them, how they are alert and how they are telling. See, this kind of a body was made long time back, once only, where it was just like a cow, and all the gods were put into that, and all the chakras were built in. Now again they are built into this body of mine, you see, all chakras are there, <laughs> like a machinery. And you must know that it's all there and it's working out, it should work out. But you must take more and more of it, have as much as you like. I want to give it. It's all to be given and to be distributed. To have a lot of it, I want you to be highest and highest. Let's say in one lifetime how much we can achieve. From ordinary human beings, you have become realized souls. From realized souls, you have to become completely self-realized and then God-realized. Let us say, if it could be achieved in my lifetime, that would be the greatest thing that has to be done. It's the last part of the creation, and it would be the greatest. Because even devtas and all that, the gods that were created to look after, say, for the example, there is a god for looking after the water or Jaladevata, as they call it. There is somebody, an officer appointed to look after the water side of it. He also cannot give Kundalini rising. No, you are in the center, you see. All your work is in the center, evolutionary work. So you don't have to bother of this side or that side. You are in the center. Your work is all evolutionary. You are uh, you are there to give evolution purpose. <coughs> so you don't have to bother that we want to master this and master that. No, you are on the stage, you are the real actors. They are all side people, you see. They have to throw light, they have to throw water at the time it's needed, they do this. That's all their job is. And you just tell them and they'll have to work for you. You, you try to verify this is true or not. 
So you are the actors on the stage and you are the people who are going to come. You are the people who are going to uh, sh give the show or give the drama and they are just waiting there, come along. They are just waiting there outside just to help you out, see. So only thing is you have to ask for it. Anything you ask, for example, you have seen in a drama how the heroes and heroines are painted first of all. So you go to the painter, all right, I want like this, I want like all right, give it to They are just appointed ones. You are the ones who have achieved it, have been granted, you have been bestowed on. In the style of Ganesha you have been created. It's a special style. That's why you are more powerful. But assume the assumption is the point. Assumption is the point. When you want to assume it, you must know your values and you must know how far you are and how much you are made into. An ordinary clay, out of ordinary clay, Ganesha was made. Through ordinary people only. Middle people, these are the middle people, not extreme. Neither they are over-rich, neither they are over-poor, very poor. Neither they are over-powerful, nor they are powerless. Out of them the middle people, who are normal people, this is me, but they are the seekers. And they are taken like this and put on top of that. They go into the Sahasrara of Virata, they sit in the Sahasrara, in the brain. They are the riders, that is the color. The collectively conscious Sahaja Yogi is the new, new incarnation which is called as Kalaki. This is the tenth incarnation of Sri Vishnu. My, my name, myself is Nirmala, means that, it's the same, means Nishkalanka. Actually when I was born, I didn't even have a spot on my body, no blood, nothing. I was born without the devil cord or anything. So. My grandmother, my father's auntie, she called me Nishkalanka. She said, this Nishkalanka is born now. You are the people who are Kalaki. You are the incarnation of Vishnu in the sense that you are his nurse. The Maybe if you need, Kalaki may come, may not come, depends on, in, the, in one form. But you are the one. You are the people who are collective. The collectively one being in the brain, like all the nerves think the same way, feel the same way, attend to the pro problems in the same manner. There's a problem in the finger, all of them will support them. There's a problem in here, all of them will support them. They sort it out. Come. But this has got now the complete integration of the heart, the complete integration of the body. The whole body acts as one. That is why Buddha has said that Sangham Sharanam Gachami means I surrender myself to the group of realized people. Buddha means realized. How many Buddhas there have been? How many realized people? Seldom. Now you are the people who have gone into this area. Now you don't worry on this side and this side. On the right-hand side, what do we have? 
on the line that I showed you yesterday, which controls the right-hand side sympathetic nervous system, which caters to your, all your emergencies of mental and physical side. On that line moves the deity of Hanumana, is the pre-conscious mind, is the monkey. Is the monkey, if you see, your pre-conscious mind, is the mind which is receiving everything I am saying to you, is the one which is going from conscious mind to pre-conscious to, to the unconscious mind to the supra-conscious, it is moving from one side, is the monkey, is the Hanumana himself. He is very great, he is a, he's a great trick player. He plays the trick, you see, today he deliberately put up the light. It's too much light is no good, natural light is very good. You concentrate better with that. It's very tricky. He has a big long tail with which he plays around. He can even tickle your nose, just now he tickled your nose to take out your bada. <laughs> a problem there. See, like that he is. He is the Hanumana and actually he is nobody else but whom we know as Gabriel. It's the angel Gabriel is Hanumana himself. Hindus don't have a separate somebody or Muslims do not have somebody. It's the same Gabriel who is Hanumana. If you are in a problem, if you want something to be done, you just tell him, he will do it. You tell Gabriel, all right, now we are in problem, now solve our problem. One of my two disciples who are uh, in the who are journalists, you see. Once they were travelling by, by car and a big truck came in front of them and uh, the driver was driving and uh, they were at the back and the driver was in front. And uh, the truck came, truck came just face to face to them and they were on a, a slopey road in a hill. They just said, Mother, now we leave it to you to Hanumana, come along. And you will be amazed, they said, when we opened our eyes, the truck was that side and we were. <laughs> so many things, they are journalists, you see, they told even the people who are newspaper, newspaper things, they said, now you are also enticed by her, we must say like that. You see, because they cannot accept these things, you see, it's difficult for them. So now they are all getting enticed into this. <laughs> so said by enticement, if you are saved like that, what's the harm? You see, joke. <laughs> but there are things like that. He does it. Now, if there is one realized soul traveling, you'll be amazed there will be an accident, but nobody will die. The whole train may go round and round. Baharumana can support it because he has got nine shaktis, he has got nine powers. Like that. He can become like a big, like a mountain. He wants and supports something, he can become a very sutra. He can become very subtle. Sit down. So, you see, this is, this is the thing that you are in the center and he is the main person who is supporting on the right hand side. And who are the others who are supporting? There are many. All the five elements are on the right hand side. This is the supraconscious. See, you don't have to see light or anything. No, no, no. There's no need to see. I see light is wrong. Don't have to see light or anything. Light is on the right hand side. So all these five elements, as you know, they are on the right hand side. So the supraconscious mind, supraconscious area is on the right hand side of the preconscious mind. This is the preconscious mind. 
and this is the mana. In the Sanskrit language, this is the mana, pre-conscious mind. But for English people, I don't know what they call mana. I don't because you see, in the Sanskrit language, mana means a pre-conscious mind. But the and the the pre-conscious mind is a part of the Annamaya Kosha, means of the food that you take. It is built up with that. So they said that food one must be particular. Now see how you are deviated and how you are made into wrong things. Now they said those food is very particular, so you must take food which is very sattvic, which is very, very divine type. You should not take food which is not divine. All right. Now how do you make out divine? So they said, uh, if you take milk, it's divine. Is sattvaguni means in the center. There are three gunas. One is the left side is the tamoguna. Right side is the rajoguna, and the center one is the sattvaguna. Means left side is the desire, right side or the existence of the desire, or the right side is the creative force, or what you call the rajoguna means all the uh, activities, and center is the evolutionary force, which is called as the sattvaguna. So if you take to sattvaguna, they said, then your mind will be all clear. But what is sattvaguna? And that point they went wrong. They said that if you eat vegetables, you will be sattva guna. Then what about all the animals who eat grass? <laughs> it's a wrong idea. It's not only by eating grass you will become that. No, it's wrong idea. Sattva guna means the food that is in the scent. Again, too much as grass is very bad because you will get diarrhea. It's wrong. Too much of meat is also wrong because you will get into trouble, you will get constipation. Now what is the middle meat is? If you eat cows, it's, it's wrong because it's a too hot a food and is a very big, big, you see, these things are there, so cow is not good. Because if you eat cow's meat, I tell you, if you starve cow's meat, eating cow's meat, your teeth will be all right. Those who eat cow's meat always have bad teeth. So, you see, the Muslims, this is never written in the Qur'an, never, nowhere, that you must eat the cow's meat. It's not. It's not a religious thing. But that time, you see, nothing was available. In that country only cows were available. So it was made a divine food by giving vibrations, and people ate halal. It was given to God, and then, as we say, grace it was kept in the name of God made into divine food and given to human beings, all right. But who are the people who are making it halal? Are they priests? Have they got right to make them halal? That's why the cow's meat, if you eat, is not prohibited in the places where it could be done in a halal manner. But where you can easily get a goat, Goat, you see, is a mild animal. So if you get a goat, it's all right, it's in the center. But what happened at the time of yagyas and all those people were sacrificing meat and all those things? You see, Hindus used to do this. Rama used to eat meat, Krishna used to eat meat, all Kshatriyas used to eat meat. She's sitting here, ask her. Only the people who were Brahmins who were seeking God would give up eating meat. 
but that also I think started long time later because in the Upanishads if you read it is there that they used to eat meat all of them. But the Buddhism when it came here, you see, the Buddhists thought let us start some new trick. Buddha himself used to eat meat of all the persons. In the end he ate some pig's meat in somebody's house, it is written down and there was something wrong with the pig's meat because, you know, pig's meat is bad from one reason, why it is not allowed also, because it causes a very bad liver. All the parasites of the world live in the pig, all the badhas live in a pig. This is such a dirty animal, it is, it eats any darn damn thing. Not the pigs you eat here, but the pigs are normally in any place, in India especially if you eat the pig's meat, when they eat feces, everything. So there is no parasite in the world which doesn't live in the liver of the pig, I mean the body of the pig. So naturally if you eat the pig's meat, but it's such a way, the way it was made, the way sort of, you see, a religious sort of a thing, it's not that. It's not such a forbidden thing, but it is in a place. It was really a matter of common sense. Co- yeah, yes, very I mean, true. that's what they were trying to teach. Yes, they, they were teaching common sense. Absolute truth, she said, it, it's the common sense and is in the center. You use your common sense, you see, in a place where a pig is on. In India, I'd never eat a pig. There are pigs and pigs and pigs. But in, in India, you will never feel like eating even a cow because there are sensitive things. You see, here the cows look like buffaloes. <laughs> yes, my granddaughter asked me, uh, she said, Grandmother, these, these, uh, how is it the, the, uh, the buffaloes in this country are white? Because she thought they were all buffaloes. But Indian cow, if you see, she's very mild because in every home there is a cow kept in the house. Now from the childhood a ch- child sees the milk taken out of the cow and given to the child. It's like a mother. Now you don't feel like killing your mother. <laughs> it's a simple thing, you know. It's very much a common sense. But you cannot make a dogma out of it. They made a dogma out of it. To Abhiti, Ajahn down. They made a dogma out of everything and they created problems. So when the Buddhists came, they thought, let us do something nice. Because the Hindus were killing and all that doing, they were sacrificing animals just to, just to take out the badhas and bad spirits. It's a sensible thing that has to be done. You know, if it's a very big badha, you have to cut a big buffet. You put the badha into the buffet and cut it down. Good. It's a correct thing. But only for a person who is a realized soul. Now, how many there are? And to kill this Mahishasura, <laughs> there was a big buffalo who later on came as a big Rakshasa and now he's again born in India. He's there. He looks like a buffalo and he calls himself a big guru, just like a buffalo is. He was a big Mahishasura. And so to kill him you have to kill the buffalo, but that's all right. So this is no violence. This is what is a common sense. And religion is not nonsense. It is absolutely common sense. And your common sense comes to you from their own. All these abnormal things that you are doing is not religion at all. You are going out of your way to do it. So this common sense, as she said, is the correct thing, is the common sense of doing. 
the right thing that was needed, evolve yourself. And from where did the ideas come in? From your unconscious was giving you these ideas. So you just localize it and keep it like this. Now for Muslims to have four wives is absolutely common sense at that time. There were so many men killed in the wars, very few men were left out. So many women were there and somebody had to look after them. So right, marry them, no prostitution, sanctified. In India there was a question like this, where there were very few women. In the South we have got a, a portion of Kerala, where so many men were there and women were very less, because something happened, you know, epidemic. So we had a polyandry society and it was common sense first time, but for the time being finished. Then you do not stick on to it. It would be like when you have wars, you have rations. All right, the war is over, everything, everything abundance, still you are rationing. Why? The food is uh, all getting rotten there in the thing. We are rationing, you know, because in the war this happened. Yesterday I saw a Jew looking so miserable, everything coming up. And it's very wrong to kill people. Now this happened long time back now, forget it. What are you talking in these modern times now? All over field, Hitler has gone away, war is over, everything. Now what is the present day problem? Let us face it as it is. <laughs> He's still weeping about that, what happened. Now where is, the, where is Hitler? He's finished, killed, everything done. Now what's the use of blaming Hitler and doing something to do? Finish it all. That is what common sense is and common sense comes when you decide everything. You sit on the chair and be better for a while. Ah. You see, this is what is common sense. So I would say use your common sense. Now when you use your common sense, use your vibration on deciding anything. So when it came to food also, for you people, the best thing is to see the vibrations of the food. Now he has bought the food. This he has brought with love. But he had been to horrible gurus. So there is something of them also is there. His personality. But his love is there. He's brought it with love. His love is there. Now what I'm doing is to give it vibrations. By vibrations we can excite it and make it absolutely divine. Every part of it which will go into your stomach will create new dimensions of awareness in your stomach. It will cure your if it is something. But the same food could be without vibration, could be nonsensical. You go to somebody's house, you go to somebody's house and you don't feel like eating, though the food may be very good, excellent, just don't feel like eating. Why? You must ask. There are bad vibrations. The person has not cooked with love, he's not given you with love, or the man is not. There's something wrong with the person. Huh? Impossible is coming. Possibly. Possibly. So, now, uh, what happens that uh, once it happened, I went to. I mean, it's a very common thing with me, but you will also see that if you keep yourself alert, you can see this. 
we went to somebody's house and uh, they had invited us for dinner. Very beautiful people to look at and a very good house and very artistically done, everything. Nice three daughters and this and that, little, little girls. But as soon as I entered into that house, I said, my, I told my husband I'm going to go home. He said, what? I must vomit. I must feel like vomit. And before I could see any, say anything anymore, I said, you better take me to the bathroom. I vomited. He said, now what's wrong here? He knows my habits, you see. What's wrong? I said, something terribly wrong. So I told the lady, I said, I'm sorry, but I have to go back home. I'm not well. So she could not bear a woman sitting and vomiting, so she said, all right, you better go. <laughs> so we came back and my husband was very angry with me. What's this? And he, we were the chief guests of honor and something. What to do? So I just couldn't eat the food. So I came home and poor man, what could he do also? So I vomited quite a lot of food. And, I mean, the food I ate at my home only I vomited. I could not take it in because that was also touched by my vibration. So he said, what's wrong? They are such nice people. Now you must tell your stomach to behave itself. <laughs> but the stomach is religious, you know. The stomach is religious. So I said, all right, I will tell you after eight days what happened. After six, seven days a little girl came to our house with my daughter, very miserable looking child. And uh, she was about the same as my daughter's age. And I asked her, uh, she, her mother was a teacher in the school. So her surname was the same as that gentleman's surname. So I said, do you know him? He said, he's my father. Is your father? Yes, he's my father and my grandfather educated him. He became a barrister. He gave him all the property, everything he drove away, my wife, my mother and three of us. He had three daughters from the first wife and my mother has no money now and we, she's working as a school teacher. And who is this one you? No, she, she got friendly with her in England and he brought her. She was, she's an Indian girl. He brought her here and he was carrying on with her. He used to beat my mother, he used to do all kinds of things. So that women's, you know, these children's crying and all that were filled in that house. And I could, you see, feel it in a way that it's so depressing. That, you see, when you are depressed, you don't feel like eating, you feel like vomiting. <coughs> it was so depressing. So I told him, now this is the position, what can I Now, if I, they may have to go to parties or something. Now they start a cabaret or something. Even the name of cabaret immediately. Then I say, Baba, I can't just sit down over. Oh, please take me somewhere to the bathroom. Then I go to the bathroom, vomit, or try to sit, but I can't. After three, four vomits, he also comes out. They force us to see those. You know, the trouble is, the stomach is religious. The religion is in the stomach. You can't see a woman selling her body and eating your food at that time. Oh God, it's impossible. So the stomach is religious which has the common sense. That teaches you what is good, what is bad. So for a Sahaja Yoga, it is important that before you eat anything, give it your vibration. And also you have to see what your body needs and what it rejects. For example, you are a patient suffering from a liver trauma. Then you should not have anything to do with things that spoils your liver. Just forget it for a while. Plus take vibrations, plus take things that are good for the liver, your liver will be all You have to go give it a three-dimensional effect, then it works out. First of all, on the right-hand side is the, all the elements in that. Now somebody is suffering from throat. For example, our, we we'll say, fat, he has a throat problem. It's much better now, but he has, he's sensitive. 
and then he goes and stands in the rain. I am a Sahaja Yogi, why should I care? This is not common sense. This is not sensible, this is not wisdom. Wisdom means that you have got a throat trouble, so protect yourself, also take Krishna's name and, and do certain exercises that are required for throat and do them and get out. Now this is what it is. And the Hati yogis, all the time they are doing this and that. Why? What is wrong with you? Your stomach is all right, and why are you doing that exercise? You have to do this exercise here. Your heart is catching, you are doing this exercise. You see, they have no sense of proportion. There is something you have to do, and there is something you don't have to do. At a particular time, that is the thing. At this time, if you are suffering from, say, a, a heart attack and you start doing the Paschimottasana or something with the stomach, immediately, I mean, you better prepare for a coffin and then do it. It's like that. It's a sure and short thing. So many Sahaja I have seen so many uh, yogis dying just like that. Just like that they die. Or if they live, they are horrid. You can't just face it. They're just like this. Very hot tempered. Extremely hot tempered, you know. And they are just like fire. Because they work on the right hand side. Right yeah, hand. So how do you know what to eat from what? Pardon? How do you know that? I mean, what kind of. Uh, what do you turn to? that tells you, apart from you personally, if you're not there. No, you see, what is your own chakras will tell you. When you yeah. put your hands towards a photograph, or even like this, you can see for yourself what's scratching in you. You can feel it. That's why I've given you my photograph, the hand photograph there. You can see for yourself which is scratching. And whatever is scratching, you correct it, and there are methods to how to correct it. So this is what you do after Realization. Before Realization you don't do anything. You see, you understand the complete comprehensive thing. Then you find out what is the problem with you. You correct. Now the problem is with your mind, say for example, you are doing Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga does not mean at all. You see, actually Patanjali nobody reads. That's the problem. Somebody who, who ran away from real yoga has come down, brought only these physical ones, and you are following that, which is a wrong thing. There are six things you have to do together. And Patanjali Yoga is such a big book. Six things together. You do that under a guru, under complete discipline and abstinence. Complete abstinence. Imagine. But Sahaja Yoga is a different style. It's a special place. It's for you, the householders, and the family life. Not these extremists, nothing of the kind. It's for you who have lived a normal life, husband, wife, mother, father, in a family life, they get it. None of these sannyasi babas are going to get it. Those who wear those dresses will never get it, they have to change. Now you know why I say cut your hair a little bit. Don't make extraordinary things. No. If you are extraordinarily, then might be some extraordinary thing might come. 
ESP, extra sensitive personality will come and sit on. <laughs> be a normal person, all right? Everybody has to be normal. But you see, it helps sometimes to have a little beard because going to the barber is too much expensive. It's all that. Have the beard, it's quite normal. It's nice to have hair which, which, which makes you sort of lonely, not go, but you can keep them well, look after them, respect them. They should not be disheveled, they should be well kept. And you should be well kept also. If you come to me, you will be surprised, all of you will get at least once a massage of the head. At least once all of you will get from me. Nice massage of the head. You see that your hair should be done well. See, you should look as if you have looked after yourself. This is also a self-destroying uh, method, is that uh, you sleep. As I told you, our gas used to do that. You see, this gas is a is the last word on this. Nobody could be better. So far I have not met. If I meet somebody, then I'll give them this throne. <laughs> now what he did, you know, listen to me. He, what he did, hair all absolutely never combed. <laughs> and and, and he, he never looked after his food, never. He would eat anything, whatever he got, wherever he slept. In his room there was no heat, nothing. He was trying to see, sort of build up himself. <laughs> and in the whole thing he became a very sickly person. He could not even bear Sahaja on himself. It was so sickly. I mean, the more I saw him, the more I wept. Because which mother would like a child to starve? Actually in Sahaja Yoga, allowed, not allowed to have fast. Fasting is not allowed at all in Sahaja Yoga. Come along. If you are fasting, then you cannot get realization. It's definite. Do you fast? Uh, no. Yes, I know you no, do. I don't. I don't. I just don't. You must eat. <laughs> 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 so, you see, there was a very great Sahaja Yogi from Pune, and he developed a trouble of prostate, uh, prostate gland. And in the prostate gland is the is our Ganesha sitting down in the prostrate land. He is in the prostrate land. Now imagine, I thought, he is such a great worshipper of Sri Ganesh and he is a very celibate person. Come along, there is some space here. Come along, sir. Come in. There is such a lot of respect for Ganesha in his heart. He is such a celibate man. And why should he get into this problem of prostrate land? I could not understand. So I told him that, all right, take this chana this, that I give to you, you all. I always give you to eat. So take this chana and eat. So the other fellow looked at him. He said, "Today is uh, Sankashti is, uh, is the birth of Ganesha, and he doesn't eat all this." I said, "That's the reason. Today is the birth of Sri Ganesh. You must eat. Oh God, how much he eats! He eats laddus and he eats this. You have seen his stomach." He's like a child. All he say, you are not eating, you are making him feel small. You must eat with competition on this day. There should be a competition on eating on this day. While you are starving, who told you this? He said, all the Brahmins say. I said, which is a, where is it? In what Shastra it is written, bring it just now to it. These Brahmins, they are the Rakshasas, I told them. The way they have told you all wrong things, 
to eat on a not to eat on a day when it should be celebrated. The other side is in India. When it is Christmas drink, I don't know. On the Christmas day you should not drink at all to feel the joy. If you are drunk, how will you feel the joy of God? You miss the whole fun. It's just opposite they do. Just the opposite. So this is what they were doing for food, and I told him that you eat just now this. You take it from me. When he ate it, you'll be amazed. After eight days, his prostate completely all right. And every Sankashti they start imagine these mad people in India. Same another day is coming now on the fourteenth day of now after this uh, just before the Diwali day. That is the day one should not eat at all in the morning time. One should sleep the whole night. Because that is the day when Narakasura was killed. The greatest, one of the worst possible I don't know what word should we say for a monster? Demon of the of the of the last type was Narakasura. Could not be killed easily, and he was killed on that day in the night. And to throw him in, the gates of the hell were opened out. See, that's such a day when everybody should sleep very well the whole night. And morning time they'll sleep; they should sleep till eleven o'clock. For example, last night was that way. You have to get up in the morning about eleven o'clock. Today you should have got up all of you at ten o'clock or eleven.